0: What's up with us, good fam? Today we have a very special guest, one of my favorite people, one of my favorite preachers. I am totally a part of Transformation Nation. We have Mike Todd on the podcast. Welcome.
1: Let's Go! I am so excited to be here. And this honestly is a dream come true for me
2: because (laughs)
1: anything that we get to do together, Sadie, it always has a lasting impact. So I'm excited to be on this amazing platform today.
0: It's so true. We have had some really cool moments that God has just set up. I mean, we've met in London. I've been to Transformation. It's just been really awesome. I love how God's done that. And the cool thing is, this really is a dream come true because when I made my Original podcast list. I was like, one day we have to get Michael Todd on the podcast no, because you're yes, lying. no, you can look at truth. like you can look at every list I've ever made for my podcast, and you have made it every single time. But I was just waiting on the right time, oh, and the, wow. it's really cool because the whole reason I wanted you on where I um, originally started was I listened to the relationship goal series, and now wow. here you are. You have a book coming out about relationship goals, and so this is just awesome. There's so much I want to get into about that. But first, we'll ask you the question we ask everybody. What is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given?
1: Okay, so this is a really great question that you're asking. I honestly had a different answer, but over the past two years, I have gotten some advice that has changed the trajectory of my life, and I want to give it to everybody listening. This is what one of my mentors said to me. He said, running is overrated. Mm. And I was like, huh? He said, running is overrated. He said, you need to always find the pace of grace. (laughs) And when I tell you that in our society today, this whole thing that we talk about being successful and getting mm-hmm. in relationships and winning and all of these different things it almost seems like everybody's running a race that God didn't set for them yeah like they're running a race to compete with people that they go to school with they're running a race to compete with people that are in their family or running a race and he just told me he said running is overrated so good. he said find the pace of grace and for me Sadie that's how I'm sitting here right now is I I decided not to strive anymore, Mm -hmm. like use all my effort and energy to do the things that God already said that he wanted to do in my life. And I was going to stride, S-T-R-I-D-E, find the pace of grace. And so that is the best piece of advice that I've gotten in my entire life.
0: That's so good. I mean, for everybody listening out there, I'll just speak from my personal experience. I actually listened to your Stride series when you talked about the Pace of Grace. And it actually really impacted my life a ton because I felt like I was in that. Like I moved to Nashville. And if you move to a big city, like you get this and probably just anywhere, you you start to feel like you got to run a little faster because everybody around you is running fast. And then I'm like, why am I even doing this? Like, this isn't even what I'm here for. God has set something in my heart. That's the reason I'm here. Like, obviously is going to accomplish a purpose that's for him. So I don't even need to be looking to my left or right. But when you get in that scenario, you start to want to run a little faster. And so when I heard that, it actually changed a lot for me. Like my team and I've had so many talks about just like slowing it down and just like going on our own pace. And that has actually like been the biggest blessing to our ministry is not looking to the left and right and just going at the pace that God has set before us. Oh man, like I can't even tell you how good that is. So just for everybody listening, like, actually taking that advice to your own heart and your own life, it'll change everything. That is such good advice.
1: Well, this is the thing, Sadie, for everybody listening, it like sounds super like, oh yeah, just go at your own pace. But we got Instagram, we got Facebook, we got TikTok, <laughs> right. we got all of these things that we're all looking at. But what I found is we have to look in to our greatest example in the Word of God, which is Jesus. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I found as I searched the Scripture, Sadie, Mm -hmm. is that Jesus fulfilled every prophecy ever spoken about him. He did it in three years, not 33 years. That's how long he was alive, but he only had three years of ministry. He did it in three years, and there is not one place in the Bible that you can find that Jesus ran to his next appointment.
0: So true.
1: There's nowhere, and it says like, and in haste, the disciples and Jesus dipped (laughs) because they had to heal somebody in another town, like not one place. (laughs) And that means that if Jesus was able to accomplish everything he was supposed to accomplish and say, it is finished, and he never had to run anywhere, why in the world would we have to be doing all of this stuff? They didn't have internet back then. Mm -hmm. They didn't have electric cars back then. I mean, if you really think about it, the only animal that you ever see him on, because if I was the son of God, I would at least have been on a horse or something <laughs> like that. He literally only rode on a donkey,
0: crazy. which
1: is a walking animal. You got what I'm saying? And so I think God's given us an eternal picture. So yeah, that's fun.
0: That's so good. That is such a message that especially, I think, where we're at. I mean, if you said that last year, it's like, oh yeah, like, we have got to slow down. We're running so fast. And now we actually are slowed down oh, <laughs> because <yeah. laughs> of this quarantine. And so now it's like, now really find the pace of grace. Now really, because I think people think like now that we're slowed down, like God's not moving, God's not working. it's like, No, God is moving. God is working. Don't tap out of that just because we're in a different season. Yeah, I love it. It's so good. Something that you talk about going into this relationship goals talk. And by the way, if you have not heard the whole YouTube series, go on a car ride for like seven hours and listen to the whole thing (laughs) because it's so good. Or just wait and get the book because I'm sure all of it's going to be in there. But kind of what you start out talking about is how we're learning so much about relationship goals from pop culture instead of God's word. Yep. And I don't even think so many times that even our generation, even a lot of Christians even think about God's word as a place to learn about relationships. And so what would you say to the person that's like, well, how is that even relevant because that's so long ago, do they even talk about relationships? What's your reasoning for like, actually know, like the word of God is where you're going to find that?
1: I heard a quote said that where the purpose of a thing is not known, abuse is inevitable. Mm. And I thought about that when it comes to relationships and that's where a lot of our relationships end in hurt, end in us being damaged because we don't know the purpose of it. Well, where do you go to find the purpose of a thing? You go to the creator.
0: Yeah, that's just hard. So I'm excited for the no mess. KiwiCo offers kids a chance to get outside and explore screen-free with projects like the Bottle Rocket Kit from the Summer Adventure Series. They can turn the outdoors into a playground of learning and fun. Every Summer Adventure Series with KiwiCo is a personalized experience that includes real engineering, science, and art projects. And you'll be impressed with how high-quality all the materials are. Everything we've gotten from KiwiCo has been absolutely amazing and such high quality. I know sometimes it can be hard to find creative, engaging ways to keep your kids away from the screens and just having fun, but KiwiCo does the legwork for you, so you can focus on spending fun and quality time tackling projects together. The KiwiCo Summer Adventure Series is personalized to your family and can be received all at once or weekly for six weeks, depending on your schedule. If you like it all at once, that's great, or space it out a little bit. Build the best summer ever with KiwiCo. Get 20% off your summer adventure series at KiwiCo.com slash Sadie Rob Summer. That's 20% off your summer adventure at KiwiCo, K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash Sadie Rob Summer. Woe, or just text Woe to five hundred five hundred. That's Audible a u d i b l e dot com slash Woe, or text Woe to five hundred five hundred to try Audible for free for thirty days.
1: If I have an iPhone, I do not go to my car mechanic <laughs> to figure out how my iPhone works not because he's not smart or doesn't know anything about it is because he didn't create it yeah. and many of us have been going to culture for the idea of relationship and culture didn't create relationship And so I think that it's worth us diving in to maybe something that you're unfamiliar with because we've been so inundated with the Kardashians and (laughs) The Bachelor and the relationships we see in our family. And we've used that because it's closer and tangible. Mm -hmm. But the problem, this is why I wrote this book, is because I grew up in church, Sadie. Mm -hmm. I had great people around me and nobody talked about relationships. Yeah, All you knew was like some worked and some didn't. And the only thing that was ever said is don't have sex before you're married. Mm -hmm. Well, (laughs) that's not very extensive. Like, And what happens if you've already done that? Or what happens if you were exposed to something on a late night movie channel or at a friend's house or some type of magazine that you saw that aroused different thoughts and stuff? What happens? Because life is real. Yeah, And then... Nobody talks about it. And so you're kind of like sent off into the world to kind of figure it out. And what happens is the whole reason I called it relationship goals was number one, because it is a cultural term, but honestly, because we all have a goal in relationship. And I believe God has a goal for us in relationship, but you can never hit a goal if you don't aim. Mm -hmm. And there's many people that are not aiming in relationship. And that's why they date this type of guy, that type of girl go through this experimental phase. And what it ends up doing is rob them of who they really were. I've seen so many people start off joyous people and they go through three or four relationships and then they're cynical and pessimistic. Yeah, so true. And my thing is, man, if they would have had some aim, if they would have known right at the beginning, like, yeah, that's not for me, that would have helped. So I would encourage anybody out there, like the reason why we should look at the Word of God is because... It's where the origination of relationships came from, yep. and you always go to the originator or the creator of a thing to find out its intentional use.
0: That's so good. What I love about the way that you talk about relationships, and like you said, it's like you grew up in the church, you grew up really anywhere, and you don't really hear somebody truly talk about the kind of stuff that you're actually going to go through in life, especially when it comes to relationships. Oh, yeah. And if you've never listened to Michael Todd or Transformation Church, one of the things that they say is that they're a hot church, humble, open, and transparent. Oh, yes. And that's like my favorite thing because you know when you read a book, that you're like this book that you're writing or whenever you listen to, you know you're going to shoot them straight. And it's so good because I'll tell you the minute, like I was hooked into relationship goals was in the first like two minutes and you played this video on hitting a target and you talk about the danger of shooting at everything without aim, which is what you're saying. And for me, I was in a season where that is what I was doing. Yeah, I was just like, oh, well, yeah, I'll date this person. I'll date this person. And maybe that'll be the right thing. And maybe. And then I was like getting hurt over and over and over again. It was like a cycle. I was doing the same thing over and over and not just stopping and thinking. And so, you know, somebody might see relationship goals and they're like, oh, well, I've been seeing all my life. This isn't for me. And I would just say it actually is exactly for you. It's for anybody. Yeah everywhere no matter what season you're in because you kind of hit on it all and for me when this was I mean most impactful for my life when I listened it was like you say before the person it was before I stepped into that relationship and I'm so glad it was and so I want to talk to you about, because you're talking about once you find the aim, once you shoot, people ask me this all the time. How can I tell if my relationship is really from God? Mm -hmm. How do people tell? How do they know like, okay, this is a good relationship. This is a God send relationship.
1: There's a couple of things that I tell people because everybody wants this like one-off answer that covers everything. But (laughs) the thing about our God is he's so amazing. He speaks in a lot of different ways. Okay. Mm -hmm. The first thing, the way that you can know is a relationship from God. is very simple. You don't need God. You don't need anybody else. All you need is yourself and an experience with that person. Mm -hmm. Ask yourself this question. Is this person helping me? It's good one of the things that a lot of times we do is we overlook all the things that people are taking away from us because of how it makes us feel in the moment. And a lot of people start acting differently. They're late for their classes and the commitments they've um, set before. They are short in relationships that are valuable to them. They're not listening to anybody. They're lowering their standards of purity. They're doing all of these things. And a lot of times you'll be like, but no, this relationship is great for me. Yeah. And I'm so happy to be in relationship with them. And I tell people after a few minutes of relationship or a few weeks or a few months of relationship, you need to really step back and maybe write a list and say, is this helping me? Am I a better person? Am I keeping my commitments? Am I talking about things that are helping me? Or do I feel used? Do I feel depressed? Am I trying to prove myself? Do I feel whatever you can feel? So that's the first thing. The other thing is, how can I know this relationship is from God? Mm-hmm. Ask God. And this is one of the things that people, they say that, but they're asking you, hoping that you're able to speak on behalf of God. And nobody can do that.
0: It's so true.
1: And so I encourage people, yo, this is such an important decision in your life mm-hmm. that it's worth you praying about and waiting on an answer. Yeah. Like, waiting to make it Facebook, official, like <laughs> waiting to tell everybody he's the one or she's the one. Yep. And I've had people do things like, you know what? I'm going to fast. I'm going to push my plate away until three o'clock or six o'clock for three days or a week. And one thing that the Bible tells all of us so clearly is if you seek God, he'll answer.
0: That's right. If you
1: knock, the door will be open to you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think that's something for pastors or ministers, and that's for every person who would actually dare to do it? So true. And I'm telling you, like, God will show you, and He may not speak to you audibly. But you'll be watching something and it'll be like, that person you're in a relationship with is not right for you. And you'll be like, <laughs> yep. oh, are you speaking to me? And then a friend will text you and be like, hey, I was just feeling like, Johnny, he's, <laughs> he, there's something about him that wrote me the wrong way. Because God speaks through things. He speaks through people. And he will speak directly to your heart. And I think he'll give you confirmation if you'll wait on yep. it. The problem is, Sadie, most people are so anxious. They're running into relationships. There goes back to my advice again. Yeah. Like they won't find the pace of grace in a relationship because the idea of us being together looks good. Our pictures look good together. Yeah. My parents love him. My brother wishes he could date her. Like, we go off of all of these ideas, and it's like, if we don't move now, This is not going to work out, but man, if it's right, you're going to have a lifetime together. So true. So I would just encourage people, man, to really just ask God and ask yourself, are they helping you?
0: Yep. Man, I cannot even tell you how relatable that was. I was like, do you know, like, me and Christian's whole story? I'm laughing. That's such good advice. I mean, Christian and I, when we started dating, I was so afraid that I was doing what I used to do, just shooting without aim. I was gonna rush into something. And so when Christian asked me to go on a date, it was in July, and I said, Yeah. And he's like, okay, when works for you? Because he didn't live where I live. So he was gonna have to drive. And I said, Um, how about the weekend of September the 10th?
2: <laughs> and he said,
0: That's in two months. And I said, Yup. <laughs> it's like yep. I just need a little time to think about it, you know, and let's just grow a relationship a little bit more. And so, anyways, we did, we did, we did, and we and then we ended up going on a date and then we taught some more and then about Five months in, I ended up saying, okay, let's just take a week or so and let's just pray. Like, let's just not talk and let's just pray a little bit. And people might be like, oh, wow, that's like super Christian to take a week, not talk. But it wasn't that. It was just I so wanted it to be the right thing. And I didn't want to do it again the wrong way and just Running so fast, you don't even realize what kind of relationship you're in. And I was like, I just want to pause and see if, like, this is really from God. And so, so good. We took a pause, and I can't even tell you, like, I had so much peace coming out of that pause. I was like, yeah. I'm a better person because since we've been dating, I'm closer to the Lord instead of further away from Him. Come I on. see so much fruit in our relationship. We are so much better together. And it was like, all of it just clicked. And it was so shortly after that that we were like, man, like, we want to get married. And we started talking about marriage. And it was just so beautiful how that happened. But it was that waiting. It was that like actually realizing that we are better people and that we're helping each other and that we're closer to God instead of distracted from God. And so that is such good advice. I mean, we can say that from our own life. I echo everything you said. Something that I saw it says in your book Is something that you kind of touch on. I would love to talk about this a little bit because I think that sometimes people might disqualify themselves from like a good relationship because of things that they've done in their past. And I I actually hear that a lot. People talk to me. They're like, "Well, I will never be able to get that type of relationship because this is my story or because this is what I went through." And I saw that you kind of touch on how to move on from past mistakes, and so. What's some advice you give somebody who just disqualifies themselves and doesn't think that they're worthy of a good relationship because of maybe something that they've walked through in the past?
1: Okay, so you said we could be hot, right?
0: Be hot, yes.
1: Okay, so let me let everybody know. Yes, I'm a pastor now, okay? But that has not been my story. I was a classic mess up, I was a manipulator, I was a cheater. Some of you guys may know me and my wife, Natalie's story. We've been together since we were 15 years old. I was 15. She was 14. The most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. We started dating and we've been together ever since, except for about 10 months of insanity that led to 10 years of trust building. Okay. Mm. So basically long story short, without boring you with all the juicy details that you'll (laughs) have to find out when you get the book, what ended up happening was we were about to get more serious and I just wasn't ready to take it to that level. There was another young lady that was planted in my view and I started pursuing her and it caused a mistrust that happened. Me and Natalie broke up. And when we broke up, all hell broke loose. She lost her virginity. Mm. And then I felt very competitive. And so we got back together and then we had sex together, but it was Mm. not out of love or union. It was because I felt insignificant. Mm. And then that opened up a Pandora's box of me as we were progressing into trying to get engaged and all this stuff, cheating on her Mm. and not telling her. And we walked through a season of probably a year or so of me having sexual interactions with somebody that we all knew that was around us. The girl ends up telling Natalie, breaks her heart, I'm completely shattered. I have other issues that I need to work through. Is this too much? Am I being too hot right now? No. Okay.
0: I think that this is going to help a lot of people, including Christian and I. I love it.
1: Okay. So we go through all of this situation. We decide, no, we're going to really live for God and we're going to do this thing for him. And I'm sitting at this moment where my past is so big Mm. that it's like, can me and Natalie ever have a relationship that is built on trust. I literally have to text her every time I go anywhere to let her know who's there because she just doesn't trust me anymore. Mm -hmm. I know I want to be with her. I know that I want to love her, but... Will we be able to be pure until marriage and all these other things? And man, this is the scripture that God really just really kept washing over me. He said, any man that be in Christ, any woman who is actually in Christ, he is a new creation. Mm. The old has passed away. Behold, I have made everything new. And I literally had to look at that scripture every day. Mm. And and the question I had to ask myself is, am I in Christ or do I just Know Christ, or am I around Christ? Yeah, and 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 I had to make sure I was in Christ. In one of those scriptures that kept me, Psalms one hundred and nineteen. How does the young man or a young woman keep his way pure by hiding themselves in the Word of God? Mm-hmm. And I just had to keep going to the Word of God, be like, I am not what I did, yeah. Because even in that same time, I'm gonna go even I'm gonna put a little extra sauce on it. Mm-hmm. So then the enemy convinced me. Now I'm not cheating, but I'm trying to be pure. Mm-hmm. He could convinced me that it was better to watch pornography Mm. than to actually engage with another person. Mm -hmm. So now, It goes down a level because it's one of those things that the enemy, he tries to trick you. Well, it's not hurting anybody else except it was killing my soul. And so I'm getting all of these images in my head and now I'm all this other stuff, but I'm not doing it with anybody Mm -hmm. and I'm keeping now this secret from Natalie. And so it's all of these things. And I had to walk through a process of knowing that I had messed my own self up Mm -hmm. by making decisions, but God was not holding that against me. He was saying, all you have to do is turn. All you have to do. And that's the word repent. A lot of people think the word repent is some deep, Mm -hmm. scary, like you have to change who you are. All repent means is to turn. So
0: good. And what I had
1: to do every day was turn, decide to turn off the computer, decide to turn to the word of God, Mm -hmm. decide to turn to Natalie and tell her the truth. And when I turned, when I repented and I turned to God, that scripture... I was in Christ. Any man, any woman who be in Christ, he's a new creation. Mm -hmm. And I kept getting a new chance. His grace and mercy was new every day for me. And the more I believed the truth of not what I did, but who I was because of what Jesus had done for me, it changed my entire life. And so for anybody that's listening to this right now, who you can't remember how many people you slept with or who you can't unthink some of the things that legitimately or illegitimately happened to you when you were younger. You're still stuck in the college days or that one wild night or the things that you like to do in a different season. And then you came to Christ and you realized those were wrong. I don't care who you are. What I want you to know is if you are in Christ, you are becoming and are a new creation, not because of your works. It's the grace of God. The Bible tells us it's a free gift that he gives to us. Mm -hmm. And man, all I'm asking you to do is to receive it. Mm -hmm. Receive that God does not see you in the filthy rags that you were in doing and seeing and being how you were. He sees you through Jesus. And whenever he looks at you and he sees Jesus, he sees a perfect, amazing, beautiful creation. And that's how he rewards you. Mm -hmm. That's how he speaks to you. That's how he wants to love you. And that's the type of spouse and person in relationship he wants to give to you. But you know what I found, Sadie, is that what God has for us, many times we don't think we deserve.
0: Yep. That's true.
1: And that's why we have to renew our minds. And so I'm telling you, if anybody can come back and God give me a message of relationship goals, Mm -hmm. it was because of how broken I was and how the grace of God restored me and Natalie's relationship. And this June 19th, we will celebrate 10 years of being married, three beautiful (laughs) kids. And I'm in more love with that girl today than I have ever been
0: amazing wow me and christian are sitting over here like literally it's like it brings tears to my eyes and i'm not like a crier really but i do cry whenever i just feel the presence of jesus because i just feel like that is gonna speak to so many and wash over so many and I want to end it there because I just feel like a lot of times with these podcasts or any message that I do, I really hope that it really sends you into your time with God. That you don't just stop here, but you really think about the things that were said and like let it sink into your heart. Take some of those things that he said and apply them. And you know, one of the things that I love about you and that I learned from you is that you truly take God at His Word. And I've like watched you do that through like different messages that I've heard, and even the way that we've all gotten to watch you walk out like the new church building into arena, like you take God out of his word. If God says something, you believe it. And that doesn't matter if you're reading a scripture and he says, I'm a new creation, you believe you're a new creation. Or if it's something that he says to you in your house and you're like, you know what, we are going to um, be in an arena one day and that's going to be our church. And so it's just so inspiring, but we get to see the fruit that comes off of that. And so I hope that you guys, anybody listening, if you follow me on any platform, go follow Mike Todd too, because I couldn't lead people to a better example. And the reason why is because you are, y'all are so hot. You're humble, open, you're transparent. You tell people how it is you're vulnerable. And that's what changes people. You let people in. You don't just say, oh yeah, here's that one word answer. That sounds really good. This is actually how you have to go through it, what you might have to go through to get to this what God is actually saying. And so just thank you. Thank you so much for the leader that you are, for the words that you give, for this book that you wrote, for the time that you spend, and to everyone at your church. To Natalie, Christian and I couldn't be more grateful for just the movement that y'all have started and just the way that y'all lead by such a godly example. So Mike, we couldn't love you more. You're awesome.
1: Oh man, it's our pleasure. And you guys are so great. And we just getting started. <laughs> That's uh, right. I told you when we were in Colorado, we might have to go on tour together. Like Let's the do world it. would not be ready <laughs> for Mike Todd and Sadie Roberts on every college campus in America. What are you talking That's about? That's right. Let's go.
0: They're not ready, but maybe they are. Let us know. Maybe <laughs> they awesome. are. Once, <laughs> once
1: Auntie Rona gets out of here, then we can <laughs> we can make some plans and make some stuff happen. Thank you for this opportunity, Sadie.
0: Auntie Rona. Yeah,
1: she's trifling. I can't stand her. <laughs> Thank you guys so much.
0: Thank you so much. Wow, fam. We already got some good. On this segment. some great I advice.
2: Advice.
0: advice my
2: dad just brought it he brought it he always brings it he
0: always brings it and he, he brought it for our relationship too i can't lie no, yeah, that yeah. was good advice
2: yeah. we're gonna be soaking on that for a while
0: <laughs> forever um but we're really excited because y'all sent in some really good um dms so well that's a good podcast this week so we're gonna talk about good and bad relationship advice you ready babe let's do it all right so the first question was or the first piece of advice Don't ever enter a relationship with someone simply because you just want a relationship with someone. That's great advice. I mean, sometimes, you know, we can get desperate because we don't want to be single and we want to be in a relationship, but it never works out. Because the thing is, if you do that, you'll... End up single again, and then you'll be heartbroken, and that's just that's just tough. And you want to make sure that you date with intention, and not just dating because you just like the idea of having a boyfriend or want somebody to post pictures with, because that's just not what a relationship's all about.
2: Yeah, and also if you get into a relationship just simply because you want to get into a relationship, you are not really considering the other person. So I think that that is good advice.
0: Good stuff. All right, here we. I love this. Bay ain't bay if they don't pray.
2: That is hilarious. And true. And true. That is so true. Yeah. We need praying couples. We need couples on their knees.
0: We really do. And the thing is, it's like, it's not just about like, oh, does he pray because you want him to be like a Christian person or you want her to be like a Christian woman. Prayer is like, necessary it's a necessity yeah. for mm-hmm. our faith and for our life and our
2: first answer our
0: first answer and when you're thinking about dating somebody you're not just dating to find this like picture perfect person or this list you're dating somebody to find a partner in life and mm-hmm. you want your partner to be somebody that's going to pray with you that's going to be there for you that when they don't know what to say they know to bring it to the lord and that is so important and so beneficial in life
2: mm-hmm. yeah definitely obey that praise and obey that bears fruit <laughs>
0: For show, Okay, the next one, it says girlfriends before your boyfriend. I want to talk about this because I actually, I think at times this is good advice, but I think it turns into bad advice. I think it can definitely be bad advice at different times. And this is why I say that. I think that your girlfriends, if you have a bunch of girlfriends or guy friends, yes, when you're single, like, those are your people, that's your person. When you first get into a relationship with a guy, yes, keep your girlfriends, keep your guy friends. When you're in high school, yes, girlfriends before boyfriends, guys before the girl. But then there comes a point where you know you're about to marry someone or you know you are working towards engagement or you start having those conversations and that has to be a point where all of a sudden that person becomes your person and now you start to put them before maybe some of your friends not in a bad way not in a mean way because you still love your friends but you have to shift your attention and your focus towards you know, what this relationship is and where it's going. You know, there's a seriousness to it. And I think for me, I mean, I have the best friends in the world, the best girlfriends, and they were always before any guy. But then when I knew I was going to marry Christian, it switched and Christian became my priority. And it has to because he's the one that I was marrying and he's the one I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. And those girls are going to be by my side, but Christian's my husband. And so I think that there's a point in a relationship when marriage starts getting talked about that, that person has to become your priority. And I think you can handle that well with your friends, even though it's a hard thing to navigate, by just affirming them and reassuring them that you love them that there's nothing wrong in your relationship. But this person you're going to marry, you know?
2: That's really good advice.
0: All right. Now, this is kind of like with that, but in a different thing. It says put your relationship with God first.
2: That goes for any stage of relationship. I know that that's something that that me and Sadie talk about all the time. You know, we talked about the triangle. You know, got to the top of the triangle, and then we're like the lower angles of the triangle. And we're always, you know, trying to keep our eyes focused above before we look at each other. And that goes just with love, you know, we are able to love one another the best way possible when we first turn to God and when we first seek him. So I think that that is great advice.
0: I think you're so right, baby. Yes. Like relationship with God's always, always, always first. That's different than a friend. Like God has to be first. All right. Here's the last piece of advice. We'll talk about stay in the relationship because it might work out. Bad advice. I want to say bad advice. I mean, unless you're married. Yes. But if you're dating, you know, here's the thing, like someone shows you who they are over and over and over again, like, it's time to get out. It may not be the right relationship to stay in. You stay in the right relationship. You know, with Christian and I, I knew he was the one. Were there hiccups? Yes. Were there arguments? Yes. But... It wasn't detrimental to me knowing that he's the right one, not just because I'm like, ooh, all the signs point to yes. No, but because he had shown me his character. I knew I loved him, and that's the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. So when somebody shows you their character, you know who they truly are, and then maybe you have a mess up. Yes, stay. But if somebody, like, has shown you who they are and it has not any of the characteristics that you want and continue to do something that is not what you feel comfortable with or not what you want in a relationship, get out. Run. Get out. Run. <laughs> run, boys, Run. Well, this is fun. Thanks, babe, for all of your wisdom. And thank you all for sending in advice to the Boy That's a Good podcast, Instagram. Love you Bye. Go get some healthy relationships, some praying relationships.